Hello and welcome to Jack and No Trades, everybody, and a big konnichiwa to all of our friends in Japan. I know how much you love these intimate moments with just Tay and, and you, just right here, it's just me and you guys. I just wanted to uh, get my feelings out. Uh, at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about the NBA Finals, and we recorded this episode before Game 5, and so... A lot of what we say doesn't really make sense, but my prediction was correct. You will hear that later on. But I just wanted to say uh, we are not Golden State fans. We hate Golden State. Kevin Durant took the easy way out to the to the ring, and Steph Curry is a classless douchebag who fakes taking dumps on opposing teams' courts. So I just wanted to say that. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, share it with your friends. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, you guys know what to do. Uh, Love y'all, and without further ado, here is the pod. Hello everyone, welcome back. Jack of No Trades, finally. Taylor, what's going on my man? Not much, dude. I'm in a super mood right now. A real good dude. mood. Dude. I think you know dude. why. Dude, I know why. The king is back. The king He's is sitting on his throne. Back, dude. He, he showed those bitch-ass warriors what's up. Uh, so Just so I can get on the convo. Morris, welcome. Bilmo, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Feels good to be back. It's been a while. So, T, did you watch the whole game? I did watch the whole game. What were your thoughts going through the whole thing? Did you ever feel safe? No, I I thought I was going to have a heart attack because the the crazy thing about that Warriors team is that they can destroy any lead within seconds. Uh, uh, when LeBron goes off the floor, there were a few times where <laughs> the other team put up 10 points in like 15 seconds. It's comical. He was out, what, uh, four minutes or something, and there was like an 11 – it was like a 12 – a negative 12 point differential for the Cavs. Yeah. So that means if LeBron leaves, they scored 12 points, unanswered points, in four minutes. He's just, Unreal. He's just not going to be able to get a rest the next three games. But, you know, yeah. that's the price you got to pay to be the greatest. That those warrior, These Warriors, seriously, a 15-point lead feels like a three-point lead to them. Like, it just, they can take that comeback so quickly it's like in a flash, it's just, it's them over. And it's like, they're up by 10, they're up by 20, they game s- over. They scored 84 points in the first half, and they were only up by like 15. I was Unreal. like, that's crazy. Unreal. That was a wild game. And what did you think about the Draymond and the two techs? Oh, uh, Morris, did you watch this, this game? I, I honestly, I missed it. I caught like highlights, and that was as much as I got of it. But I liked what I saw. I'm okay. glad they're pulling through. Uh, it was the one to see, man. I'm sorry you missed it. I know. But to answer, somebody is lying in the NBA right now because Draymond <laughs> Green should have got ejected last game. So what happened was is that he got a, a technical in the first half or in the first quarter. Everyone saw it. They reported it on television. He was awarded the technical foul. Everyone. Yes. That is not up for debate. That is what Undisputed. happened. Undisputed. So then in the second half – he does. He gets another foul, and he he talks back at the ref. He's pretty rude, like he always is, because he's an normal. asshole. It's honestly normal for him. That's yeah. what he does every play. But he gets another technical. But then the refs go to the scores table, realize he has two, 
and you know it's true because ABC wrote Draymond ejected. On yep. they put that graphic on the screen, but the refs come back. Go, oh, we gave that first one to Steve Kerr. He's still in the game. Yep. It was unreal. It was the most biased, biggest bullshit call I've seen since the Kings Lakers series of 2002. Um, Damn, <laughs> deep. And that game was actually rigged. So this. Game- so what I don't understand is that if it is recorded, it you you keep the recording. So you don't have this sort of confusion. Exactly. If it's in stone, if it's on paper, and everyone knows it's this way, how do you go back and just say, nah, that one should have been Steve's. Sorry. It's not it's, his. It's like if you, a, you don't do that. It's like if a ref misses a call, right? He can't go back and change it. He can't be he like... He can't go back and be like, no, that shouldn't have been their points. They shouldn't have shot free throws. He can apologize, but he shouldn't be able to change the call. I don't know. That was, that was bizarre. Um, and there was bullshit both ways. Uh, cause Zaza punched what's his face in the nuts and didn't get ejected. I mean, it, there was it always goes both ways, man. That's how it is. <laughs> this one though was so bad for for the game. It was it was actually crazy how many calls were they were throwing up. Didn't know what was going on. It was complete incompetence. It felt like the fail Mary all over again. The Seahawks Green Bay Packers game back in the day with the AAA refs playing. <laughs> Shit. Tay hey, prediction though. What's gonna happen with the series? Uh, Cleveland seven. If they w- <laughs> if if they win if they win on Monday, uh, the uh, what is that the twelfth? Yeah, if they win, because this is gonna go up after that game. If they win that game, you heard it here, guys. Um, they're gonna win the series if they win Game Five. So it's either Warriors in five or Cavs in seven. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's it's gotta be. Are, you're pro LeBron, I'm guessing, Morris. Yeah, more so now. I was not pro LeBron when I went to the Heat. I uh-huh. hated him, and I mostly I hated the entire Heat team. Nothing. Uh-huh. Now I don't think there's another person that bugs me more than Chalmers and Bosh. Like <laughs> I hate those people, and so I don't know. Ever since he went back to the Cavs, he's definitely gained my respect back. I mean, I've always respected him as a basketball, like the best player in the world. I mean, there's no right. question. But like as a person, I've he's definitely gotten back on my good side. Damn. So I'd be happy to see him take out the Warriors. I don't like the Warriors. I'm not a huge fan. But we all agree that LeBron going to the Heat and teaming up with D-Wade and bringing in Bosh is not the same as KD leaving no. the Thunder no. and going to the Warriors. <laughs> it's not even close. No, it's not. It's not even close. That, so whenever that somebody Cleveland says team that to he me, left I was garbage. Pissed. And they'd been garbage perpetually. They never gave him anybody to no. play with. KD had the Warriors up 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals last year and choked. That's He could have won potentially this year if he would have stuck with it, but he took the, the coward's way out. He did. He did. And that's why it's so frustrating because it's like that Warriors team last year won 73 games. 73. That's the best ever. And then you take an MVP and you add him to your team. And then you go around pounding your chest, acting like you're this big tough guy. It's like it doesn't correlate, bro. You're not tough. That's the easy way. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating to watch. So that's why I was so happy they at least got one on them. Because they're, 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 they're at not, least not sixteen and zero. They're not going to go down as the best team ever. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, it'll be fun. I'm with you, Tay. That's my prediction. It's either Warriors and five or Cav. Eh, it's a toss up. It'll go seven. It's either Warriors and fives or they go seven. I don't know who wins in seven. That that'll be nuts if that even happens. That'd be crazy. Well, and we can both agree. I think. I mean, I don't think it's that 
uncommon of knowledge out there that there's no way the NBA is going to let it go four games. They're going to lose. They lose too much money. Like they lose way too much money advertising for it to not go further than that. Do you not? I mean, come on. It's never going to go four games in this uh, with these two kind of teams because they think of the millions and millions of dollars they are losing by not having a game five or six or even seven. Did you see the the news stories about that? How much money they'd lose with, by not having more games? No, I haven't even. I haven't actually looked at the numbers. What are they? No, you're totally right though. They were saying they would lose twenty two million dollars at least if they didn't play game five. The I mean, Warriors would. Just just game five. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! So what? We so could, if they don't go to game seven, that's like what yeah, almost a hundred mil. Like, well, think about it. It only gets bigger. The stakes only get bigger. The money only doubles triples you know what i mean that makes sense i mean so think if they go to game seven they they're thinking of breaking in probably around 100 million altogether with those from game five and on how how do you not watch a game seven of these these two teams again especially exactly. with the warriors starting 3-0 i mean think about it it might be exactly. the your mom's watching that it might be the most watched basketball game of all time your grandma's watching that game seriously everyone has it on so do you do you really think the nba is going like purposely would try and rig it to do that or i mean i i just don't think we can be too surprised honestly here's here's a stupid thought i had so have you guys ever seen the harlem globetrotters oh yeah i've seen clips i haven't like been to it or anything so those guys they can toss a basketball full length of the court three-fourths of the court and make it right on on command right right so they have that ability What's to say that players in the NBA don't have that same ability? But the thing is that, that everybody would have to be bought in on, like, rigging games. Everything would have to be rigged. Yeah, right? I mean, th- but that's why it would come down to the refs, though, no? I mean, I don't know that it would come be rigged as far as the players go because players want to win because they, they're getting bonuses, right? I mean, if they sure. win the championship and whatnot. So I don't know that it's much as the players in on it, but for sure – I, I just can't – I'm not saying there's no evidence for it, but I just want to be surprised if it came out that, like, they were kind of having the games rigged by the refs a little bit just so they can at least get one or two more games in, get that extra money. I mean, who wouldn't do that? Yeah. yeah. The business. I mean, NBA is a business. Who's not going to want to, I mean, rake in an extra $100 million if you can? Well, I read that at least these refs were extremely incompetent as relatively speaking to the uh, the rest of the league as far as officials go. So you could think of it that way. Maybe they're not openly rigging it, but the NBA is going, look, we'll make this a shit show, and hopefully that gives Cleveland, you know, playing at home, more chances to win the game. Yeah. So, I don't know. Tay, you're a big basketball guy. Yeah, I, I mean, what do you think? I don't think it's rigged. I think incompetent is a better word. I I, th- yeah. I think the referees today are, they're too dependent on the replay center. You know, uh-huh. going back and reviewing everything, it's not good TV. That's for sure. People it's awful people TV. don't enjoy yeah, that. It's frustrating when you have stoppage for them to go rewatch it. It's. I think that it needs to be more like football, where there's only certain points of the game that you can review. I think that is. Uh, I think that would be better for the game, honestly. Yeah, I think I think you're right. the The, the game has to be come down to the refs because you think about how subjective a foul call is. It's like 
what they call foul versus what they don't call foul. Well, and it's it's a, you, it's a player by player basis too. Exactly. Like LeBron gets way less calls with more contact than like let's right. say like a smaller player like Isaiah Thomas who's small. Yep. So well, you can't foul KD and LeBron and Kyrie and Steph. You know, that's suicide for your product. Yeah. If the best players can't even play, you know, that's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm excited, though. I hope we get a couple more games. That would be phenomenal. So, moving on. Morris, what's been going on, dude? Our movie's expert. How's how's film been treating you recently? Dude, honestly, not bad. I just <laughs> saw, I saw Wonder Woman the other day. I loved it. I'll probably go see it again. Damn, two timer. Yeah, I have you guys seen it? I've seen it. And so I had a few beefs with it, but overall I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of competition as far as the DCEU movies have been so far. Yeah, and so it's it didn't really have a high bar to to reach or you know to pass, and so well, my beefs were more they were less with the story and more with some of the decisions they made, like from a filmmaking perspective. Like there was too much slow mo, dude. You got to give there it. There was there was a lot of slow mo, but at the same time, when's the last time you've seen a movie with slow mo? I mean, I I feel like the Matrix did slow mo. Then we saw a lot of movies that Transformers just does it. a lot. <laughs> Three hundred does a lot. I mean. Yeah. They do a lot, but I don't know. Like it was good action, though. I mean, well, at least the slow mo was cool. While well, she it, was, it, it had ki- good action sequences in it. It kind of reminded me of uh, of Taken Three, where Liam Neeson was so old that they had to cut every half second in a different oh, take. So frustrating to, to put it together because the actors were old. Because most of the slow mo was with the older actors, like Robin Wright in the uh, in the first act or whatever. Yeah, the beach. Like, yeah, like right. the older women fighting. Like, there's a lot of slow motion. I think that was to like cover up their lack of. I don't know, because one thing that I did notice, at least, especially in like the small quarters room, when like she's in that tiny room with all those dudes. I think you'll see some of that in the trailer. Um, I wasn't like I was noticeably like thinking, wow, like it's not cutting every two seconds. It's not shaky camming. Like you can see them you know you see people get hit without cutting and like i i felt like the action was filmed pretty well but i can see what you mean like on the beach scene like as far as like covering up some of the actors i don't know and to because it was probably a stunt person or something like that but overall i thought it was kind of a refreshing you know they had some refreshing action sequences i i thought that gal gadot was great I she yeah, really she, she really she won me over. I was I wasn't completely in after Batman vs Superman. If I'm being honest, I was a little skeptical. Yeah, but Chris Pine was great in this movie. He was great. Like he he kind of killed it. Yeah, they definitely. That's another thing I liked about it. They they this movie didn't just rely on action set pieces. They did. They had plenty of moments to like build their characters and like some kind of their relationship, especially with Chris Pine and. And Gal Gadot, and it's like, I was, you know, and it makes you care about him. It's it, the movie's that much better when you you care about what's happening to people on screen. You're but, not just there to have people, I don't know, get killed. But you gotta admit, very similar to Captain America. The but first, like her, the, the first her movie, plot? the first movie, the plot is very similar. The plot. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the first one. I know like it's similar because they're both set, you know, one's World War 2, one's World War 1. 
and you know they're kind of superhumans you know like steve rogers and, and diana prince and so but as far as the villain i guess too but i, I don't know the main villain i mean that's i'm not going to spoil anything there is a, a a main villain in there that's not in the trailer which i could appreciate I'm glad they didn't spoil that in the trailers because didn't ruin a movie with the trailer. It, it was a no. weird. Good it was job. a weird casting choice. I will say that it was. It it threw it threw me off. But overall, like I was just I was just pleasantly surprised. I was invested in it. It was great action. I was like, if this is what the DCEU is going to continue to offer me, I'm in. You know, I'm I'm going to keep paying money to go see them. So they set the course at least for now. I think they're on so. a better course than they were before. Yeah. My friend was telling me it's also, it's the biggest opening weekend for a female director ever. Yeah, okay. it made over that. 100 mil. And it even topped The Mummy. I haven't seen The Mummy yet. Oh my gosh, The Mummy bomb, dude. Yeah, the critics are hating that. and <laughs> It looks like shit. There's it, no it way does. around it. It really, the trailers haven't sold so me even bad. a little. So like, off. And you know why? Because I'm still rewatching the Brandon Fraser mummies because those are so good. And I still think a those totally are different tone to it though. You know, with the I Brandon know. Fraser movies, it's fun. It was like a fun kind of like, cause he's oh. kind of goofy, exciting. You know, this looks like a mission impossible mixed into like some weird sci-fi history movie. It looks like shit. Sorry. Yeah, Straight up. it really, it does. The tra- I mean, I'll probably still see it out of curiosity to some, I mean, Tom Cruise is a good action star and like, Russell Crowe's in it. I know it's been getting panned by critics, but um, I'll probably give it a shot with low, very low expectations. Would you expect The Mummy or the new Transformers that comes out next week to be better? A better movie? I bet, yeah. I bet Which you, trans- you enjoy more. I bet you Transformers is better. I don't know. That's tough. I mean, I haven't seen a Transformers <laughs> movie since the second one, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Dude, <laughs> hands down. I tried watching part of the third one, and it's even worse than the second. Oh man, the second one. <laughs> the second one's bad. Dude, the, the third one is so long and so bad. I forgot why they were fighting and who was fighting. Um, you lose track. It like was 10 a, minutes it was like in. an hour and fifteen robot fight scene. It was crazy. Oh, I mean, aren't they all long though? Aren't they all? They're like, all long. The They're two, all super two and a half long. hours. Like the fourth one is. I mean, if you know what you're going for, the fourth one's not terrible. Wait, there's four? Yeah. yeah Wahlberg did the extinction shit, one. Shit, so the, this is the fifth one this coming out This is the fifth now. one, yeah. Holy shit, I didn't know how many there was. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just, they make so much money in China with these movies. I know. That's going to be the only reason like they're making them. It's oh, my crazy. gosh. So, so uh, Wonder Woman, two thumbs up from you guys, right? Two thumbs up. See it. Go see it. Taylor, one one thumb up and a side thumb. One and a side for me. Okay. okay. That's good for you. That's good. It was. For a, a woman-based movie coming from the proclaimed feminist you are, like that's pretty good. <laughs> I, was, I was pleasantly surprised. Really great. I'll say that. You know, you've uh, come go- a long way, Taylor. You've yeah. come a long way now. I, I know. Since our last and pod go- where you just hated all the actresses' <laughs> categories. And, well, I know. think watching Mulholland Drive mm. kind of – Ooh, oh man! I forgot you guys. Not yet. Not that. yet. Hold yourselves. Uh, <laughs> okay, but uh, going back to Taken Three, all right, with those cutscenes, it did make all the raping really confusing. <laughs> I did, I was not sure what was going on. I didn't know who Liam Neeson was raping with those uh, cutscenes. If you haven't seen it, go watch it and tell me what's going on. I, I, I haven't even. I haven't seen the third one yet. I never saw. Are it. you kidding me? No, I never saw. It. I saw the second he, one. Never he knocks out a Learjet's. 
landing gear with a, a Porsche. Porsche Boxster, dude. Not oh, a Porsche man. Cayenne, a Porsche Boxster, dude. He's he's Tokyo drifts into it and breaks it. It's amazing. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less. Oh my gosh. Well, let's do the summer movies. Okay. Rundown, and then let's do Batman. Okay. Does that work? Yeah, I'm down. Whatever we want to do. That, let's just get into it. I feel it. like Wonder Woman's a good like lead into that. That's to, true. Because I guess that kind of been coming out. Yeah, I think that helped kick off the summer for sure. Um, is there any movies that have come out previously to I mean, today? The new Pirates movie came out. I didn't see it. I probably won't didn't see, see it. Didn't see it. How many Pirates are there now, guys? Uh, this is the fifth. Fifth. <laughs> fifth. Yeah, fifth. Never saw. No, I... Never saw Stranger Tides. Is that the Penelope Cruz one? Yeah. yeah. I saw that. You know now is that? Did you know? Guess how much money that made? I looked it up just because I was curious. It must have been like seven hundred million no, or something. No, no, like one billion worldwide. Stop it! I'm not kidding. No way! <laughs> it's insane. It Dude, made more than I the first. Finish. Three. I finish movies. Like if I start a movie, I finish it. Even if I hate it, I finish it. There's no way I don't finish it. I did not finish that movie. I was so bored. Wow. That, that one was so boring, and I had no idea what was going on. And now they're making a fifth one. Well, they made it. Yeah, they made right? it. And it's it's made its money. I mean, Jeez. I don't think it's doing crazy money, but it definitely made its money back and some. Well, internationally, it's going to kill. That's oh, yeah. the thing. The international market is all these – I feel like a ton of these movies are relying on that. And I'm looking on IMDb. They have a Pirate 6 in development, which can mean I a number that. of things. Well, I think he's contractually obligated for seven. Johnny Depp. No way. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think Transformers. His kid wanted him to do it. Transformers is Tra- like a 15 movie contract. Two more. It has two more at least planned for Transformers. Jeez. I was gonna drop that bomb on you guys. They have a, a fifth one. Wait, is this the fifth one? We decided fifth Transformers. Yep. Yeah. That that's titled. Okay, this is bullshit to me. That's titled Transformers: The Last Night. If last is in your title, you should be the cap of the series. Yeah. My thoughts. I don't know. Do you agree with me on that one? I that's a pet peeve. Yeah, look, for me. the Last Crusade. I mean, the on. Last Stand of X Men, and then they go on yeah, to make like stand. a thousand more. <laughs> yeah, but I guess the Last Stand was the end of that universe. That they went back to the Kinda. early days. Kinda. But dude, they rebooted it, and then they brought back the old cast. That's true. They did for that for Days of Future Past, which is Days dope. of Future Past, which was dumb. I like this Days of Future Past confusing. personally, but. No, I lo- I said it was dope, not dumb. I I loved Future Past. I thought that was probably the best one of the that that trilogy with Apocalypse and First Class. I think Future Past was Dude, better. Apocalypse was disappointing for me. It was. I didn't see it. But we're getting Overall, off track. I enjoyed it. <laughs> we're getting yeah, off no. track. It, that's <laughs> why these just... pods go five hours long. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's just so much we're to talk getting... about. So many rabbit holes to go well, down. Well, uh, Baywatch bombed. Why do you think that happened? Oh yeah, that's right. I don't know. I don't think they they focus too much on dicks and not enough on tits. My opinion. Oh, okay. Good take. So you think they <laughs> they marketed it too hard towards women? Is that what you think? No, they yeah they marketed it towards The Rock and Zach Offram being so buff. And I'm not saying that uh, what's her name Alexandra Ambrosia or whatever her name is. Um, no, Diodora, the brunette and the blonde aren't hot. But it was like it was about Zach Efron and The Rock when. I thought the series was about chicks in slow-mo. That's you know? true, actually. That's a good point. When making them the stars, it's like, well, you know, yeah, they had David Hasselhoff, but it, yeah, it's like they kind of marketed it towards them and not like... It's it's interesting they wouldn't make it like, you know, like Bridesmaids, like an all-women's yeah. 
cast with a few dudes in it. Like, yeah. That's what, yeah. Like, you used The Rock as, like, a, a glue, but it should have been a bigger ensemble rather than a, co- it was like a buddy comedy between those two. Yeah, that makes so, sense. The trailers look so dumb. They didn't sell it. They look yeah. so, that, just that one where he's in, like, the morgue. And he's taking a picture of him. He's like, I'm posting that. And I'm like, yeah. that is so gay. That is so stupid. <laughs> like, this is so dumb. I got a bad taste in my mouth because I got roped into seeing Fest, The Fate of the Furious. Oh, man. How was it? Which, Just the worst. Like, <laughs> so bad. Like, I, I can't even, like, ironically, like, say I enjoyed it because it was so dumb. And oh man! He does like the haka for like a girls' soccer team and stuff. Oh my like, gosh! The Rock's making money, and I know everybody loves him, but it was it's so bad. I just can't take the dude serious. No, and I I get I fully understand what you expect from the Fast movies. It's just I can't I still can't take it. Like they're just not good movies. I'm sorry. Like, but, like I I know what they're trying to be. I know what they are. I know they're like. But even then, I'm just like, this is just stupid. Like, I'm wasting it's just my time. Stupid. It is. It feels so. It there's so many plot holes. There's it's bad acting. Vin Diesel is one of the laziest actors since Sylvester Stallone. Like, he does not even try with his lines. The physics, everything about it's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I guess some of the fast because I have I'm not caught up because I literally have only seen the first two and now this eighth one. Um. The first two were just like about racing cars and like kind of like, you know, like yeah. a street racing movies. Well, kinda well edgier, little Paul Walker tougher. was trying to capture Vin Diesel in the first one. Yeah, so that was kind of yeah. interesting. He was undercover. Like going undercover. Yeah, which is yeah. which is already more interesting than any of these other. Way movies. more interesting. That's <laughs> like, just heard, throw more explosions. I heard it was. I haven't seen it, but I heard Fast Five is really what kind of kicked it back into gear, like in or at least set the tone. Exactly. I liked Fast Five. If I'm being honest. And that's what I'm saying. I heard Fast Five was actually good. And yeah, I'm like, why I do you guys just got to pump out shit? And that's another thing. I was like, you know, Fast Five I heard is actually decent. So, um, yeah, so that movie's garbage. Did you, Guardians of the Galaxy. Did we already talk about this, Tay? Sorry if we did. Oh, yeah. Listeners. We have. I don't. We haven't talked about it with Morris, though. No, I, okay. I, I did see that, though. I liked it quite a bit. Did you like it? Or yeah. I, I, for the I, most part, I my biggest problem, I think, with it was... I don't know. I, I understood it was kind of more about character building and family because it takes place on that planet, on, you know, Ego's planet, the whole, the entire right. movie. Yep. And that's why I feel like I like the first one a little bit more just because it's kind of more all over the place. It wasn't as quippy, I guess. There, there were just so many. I laughed quite a bit in the second one. There was plenty of funny parts, but I just feel like yeah. there was so much every other scene and every other line, I was like, it's hard for me to take these people seriously anymore. But I don't know. I agree. My beef with it was the first one was great. Cause you, they came together and you're like, Oh, this is a fun team. They've got great chemistry. And what does the second movie do immediately? They break them up and we lose that group chemistry. And I know the climax, they come back together. That's true. End. That's a good point. But it's like, I want to see them having real adventures together. Like, I want to see them building together. Like, why break them up immediately, you know? Yeah, and I guess, it, I guess the, you know, the reason, that it's kind of give them all their own character moments, which I get. Like, Yondu, sure. Yondu was definitely cooler in this. Like, he had a lot more to do, I guess, in this movie. Um, and I also yeah, thought the, the villains with Kurt Russell, I love Kurt Russell, but I feel like 
his whole plot was just sped up so fast and like so much exposition yep. all at once. Say, this is my plan. Oh man, look, now I'm taking over this planet. Like all of a sudden, it just all happens so fast. Like agreed. I don't know. Lack of subtlety, and that's kind of the Marvel's problem is they don't have a lot of subtlety when no. they get, they try to do something. It's like they just go. What did you think, Tay? Did you enjoy it the same or? Yeah, I, I kind of had similar uh, complaints. It was I know it's it's kind of a cliche for the sequel to like break up the team and then they come back together for like the third movie or whatever, but mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not Spider-Man, right? It's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like they're kind of a unit. Right. So when you break them up, it's just not as fun, you know? But Yeah. yeah. I, agree. I feel like I was waiting for the real movie to start, and then it ended. I was like, okay. Yeah. And, one, we and one of the characters, I think Drax was way more interesting in the first one. Drax yeah, in this was a complete comical joke. Yeah, he was complete. Yeah. I get that he's not supposed to get a lot of... He's supposed to take everything literal, and he can't really... He doesn't understand sarcasm, which was what uh, made his character so great in the first one. But it's like this one, he's like a total dumbo, like, in this movie. Like, exactly. he really is. He's like, oh, yeah, I agree. you mean it. Oh, man, that's so embarrassing. And just like, hey, like, I get it. Like, like he, had, he had kind of like a rough exterior in the first one, right? It's like... Yeah. Like, it was like, don't mess with this guy. But he's now, like a lot now darker he's like, past. And, yeah, he's you know. like a big teddy yep. bear in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, that. Yep. Yeah, I think he, he was just more interesting in the first one, and I think because because he was he didn't have a funny line every second. He was probably more funny in the first one. He wasn't given a funny joke or a funny scene in every scene that he was in. Well, it's a sad place when you just get relegated to comic relief. It's like you don't have an arc anymore. This is you. Yeah. You're just going to say the dumb shit that we need somebody to say to keep it light. And that's what he got turned into. So sorry, Drax. Tough go. All right. So that, I think we've covered most of May. Yeah. That's, at that's least May everything right up there. until this point, like everything big okay. that we didn't cover the right. last one. So, okay. So this summer coming up, we talked about transformers. I'm out. I don't care. Our cars three, I'm not going to see it. No. Matt on Cars 3, haven't Hell seen no. Cars 2. They never I'm saw out. Cars 2. We'll never see Cars 2. I'm out. Hated Cars. That movie's shit. And I like Owen Wilson, so it's shit. Um, movie I'm excited about, and I don't know if this is just good advertising. Baby Driver. I, Baby Driver. Yeah, I'm down. I'm in. I'm in. I love the cast. I love the premise. It looks fun. It looks quick. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. That'll, that'll put me in the theater. T- uh... I don't even want to really go into anything about it. I just want to go see it. I don't even. I don't want to look up anything. I just want to watch. Yeah, I've seen enough trailers for it. I it sold me on, and I'm in on Baby Driver. Also, we can't obviously we got Dunkirk. It's a huge one coming up. Yeah, July releases. So we got. Um, we'll keep this in in basic chronological order. I don't have the dates written down but i have the uh order so transformers next week baby driver the week after the seventh i believe we have spider-man yep which morris we've texted about this yeah i have some uh, issues i have some big Got issues some with it. <laughs> it's and it's the same issue that so i mean so many movies make the same mistake but like they give us the trailer okay and especially i understand a movie making a mistake for an unknown property or maybe just an unknown movie. They're trying to sell it to you. I understand. But something like Spider-Man. Do they really? You could just 
show me the poster and I'll go see this movie. I'm interested. You know what I mean? Like anyone who's going to go see Spider-Man isn't going to be sold by the trailer if they already don't like Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Even after all the Spider-Man narrations we've gotten in the last decade? Yeah. You still feel like that? Yeah. I mean, I like, especially with everyone saw him in Civil War, it's like, okay, like I'm on board. And even the first trailer of the of Homecoming, like, sold me on it. And I, I thought it was a great trailer. And then sure enough, there's been like three more trailers, I swear. And one of them, yeah. I haven't watched all of them, but one of them just like, it shows him get his suit. It shows him lose his suit and kicked out of the Avengers. So I'm getting it back. Like, why are we showing this entire movie <laughs> in this trailer? Well, it's like Batman vs. Superman like the, all over again. It's exactly like yep. it. It's exactly it's it the Cliff the same Notes mistake. version of the movie. Like, you, that's what you'd watch if you're like, shit, I didn't do my book report. I need to watch something. Like, dude, <laughs> like you exactly. could watch it and you'd be like, oh, I got the basic idea. You know who, like, yeah, I know who the villain on. is? You know, like, you know yep. everything. Yeah, and I don't understand, like, the marketing push on that. Like, who is there know. and saying, okay, we need to show more because we enough people aren't going to go it's like what are you doing like batman v superman it's like who is not going to go watch batman fight superman you don't need to show the entire movie to sell us this movie you know what i mean the the teaser yeah. was great yeah well, it teaser was, great. was great no that's what i'm saying it's always the first trailer i still remember watching the first batman v superman trailer and loving it i was like i'm i'm in and then they just they show you the whole movie i don't get I'm it with, i'm with you morris because Spider-Man's part of the big three. I think you got Superman, you got Batman, and you got Spider-Man. Those three have bases of fans that are going to show up no matter what. Completely agree. And and on top of this, for this ex- exact Spider-Man case, he already had his audition in that last Civil War, yep. Captain America Civil War movie. We saw how fun and cool that whole plot line was. That was the most interesting thing in that movie. Actually, that's the only thing I remember from that movie. Yeah, Was same. how it fun he out. was with Iron Man. Yeah. So why tell us what's going to happen? Oh, I don't get it. Dude. I mean, one of us needs to get a job in marketing with <laughs> one do. of these production with we Sony really and any of these companies. I'm just like, I'm going to just fire. I want to fire the guy who is like behind the scenes making that call. It's like, get the hell out of here. You're done. You're ruining these movies for people. And it's, and you know what? It's funny. Another movie like that was the McConaughey movie last year, the free state of Jones. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Same problem. I actually might have gone and seen it if that trailer... I mean, that was probably one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. It It was really bad. It topped Batman (laughs) and Spider-Man's latest because it showed the entire movie. And I felt no need to go see it after that. Well, If you look at Dunkirk, for example, you have no idea how that movie's going to go. Yeah. You don't. And, those, no and they had great teasers. I I would say most of Nolan must have some control because all of his movies have great trailers. Like Inception is still one of the greatest oh, trailers of all time. Agreed. Inception's trailer, the teaser, everything that came out after was phenomenal. I could not wait to see that movie. It didn't, so good. It didn't reveal anything. It didn't tell you it didn't anything. didn't say anything. You were interested. You're like, I got to find out what's going to happen. I don't it, even know what's going know, on. Interstellar was the same way. You get a glimpse yep. into like the world he's building, but that's it. Just so you have like some yeah. context for like, all right, this is probably about this, but that's it. Yep. I was uh, complaining about the Spider-Man trailer to my wife this morning, and I was like, I was like, it already told us the plot. We know all this, this, and that. And you know what else? They did not show, but they're gonna drop another major Avenger into this movie. 
And she's like, really? You think they will? I was like, absolutely they will. They won't show that person in the trailer, but I guarantee there is. And then I go look at IMDb, IMDb's page today, and guess who's in the Spider-Man movie, guys? Who? Chris Evans. Oh, so, of course. So Captain will show up. Oh, that's so, so annoying, and, man. And probably a couple others. I said a couple others will too, but there'll be a big name that will so, show up. So do you get? So do you think that's a big issue at this point with these Marvel movies? Is like they can't. They they're almost done having their standalone movies. Well, it's just so incestual. It's, it yeah. is. <laughs> it truly. It's, it's a, a great perfect, word. It's a perfect way to describe <laughs> it. We can't have a Spider-Man movie in it without having Tony Stark or. Steve Rogers and Captain America. We can't have an Iron Man movie without throwing in some. It's like, what are we like? The next Thor movie has Hulk in it now, which I am actually looking forward to the new Hulk, but or the which new they, Thor movie. They marketed that one correctly so far. Agreed. That one so far because that looks cool. Yeah, it does. It looks actually pretty sweet. But yeah, it's like we can't we can't have like a standalone superhero movie anymore. They all got to no. be mixed in. The next Not Guardians possible. will be mixed in. Especially with this Infinity War, Avengers coming oh, out. Just... That's going to be well, a... I, like, I understood like a few cameos, right? Like Iron Man 2. Right. It was, it was really a cameo. But it's it's like their main characters in these movies now. Like like Captain America Civil War. Black Widow's like a main character in that movie. It's, oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just... It's like... I, I don't know why we can't have standalone. I don't know who's going to be in Black Panther. I saw that teaser trailer yesterday. That actually looks pretty Which cool. Which looks good. Yeah, it does yeah. look good. Uh, yeah, sorry to stop, keep jerking off to this movie, but I mean, Split <laughs> did it right. Yep. The, they had the whole movie stand alone, and then they dropped in a character that you didn't know was related, and it had so much weight. That's Granted, the way to he do didn't, it. He didn't do anything in the movie, but the fact he existed in the world made it have impact. Exactly. You know? And I feel in like... In Marvel... <laughs> yeah, I feel like Tony Stark... Opposite. I mean, it feels like he's an intimate part in the... Like, he has an intimate role. Like, in he's this bigger, new Homecoming movie. He's the biggest guy on the poster. Yeah, it's weird. Um, the the official post, it's bizarre. It's just, it's bizarre. And they made Michael Keaton into a bird again. So I know, I which know is why. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be excited it, to see. I, I'm a huge fan of Keaton, but it is kind of yeah. funny that he's now actually playing a bird. <laughs> but, but be real, if he showed up in the actual Birdman suit, that would be amazing. I'd be first in line to see that. Be classic. Okay. All right, well, we can complain about Marvel all day. I probably will still go see this Spider-Man movie. I'm guessing. I don't yeah, know if I will, but I probably I, I will. probably will. I mean, I'll admit it. I probably will go check it out. I probably will. I love Spider-Man, and this boycott is gonna be a uh, that'd be tough. It's gonna be hard for me to stay strong. And I like Tom Holland. I feel bad. I feel like he's he's getting wasted with this bullshit. Yeah. The Marvel Studios. So might still go though. Uh, a little favorite of mine that I'm I'm really excited for, War. For the Planet of the Apes. Yes. I'm in on this movie. Yeah. This comes out after Spider-Man. This comes out the 14th, I think. Yeah. Holy I'm, shit. I'm in. I love the trailer on Koba. this. Koba. Koba gone, but we got freaking Woody Harrelson versus Caesar, Andy Serkis. I love the second movie, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Or Dawn. What was it? Dawn. Dawn, right? Yeah. Dawn was the one before, and then Rise was the first one, right? Yeah. This movie, they put... All chips are on the table. They're all in. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm in. Does anyone know how it relates to the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes? It's it's completely re 
booted. Yeah, these right? are all re. Yeah, these are this all. This is fresh. I got an argument yeah. with some idiots. We're like, no, dude, it's it's an extension. It's gonna lead up to. No. I'm like, this no. is the end. People like, are idiots. It's a trilogy. No. It's just a reboot. People are idiots. <laughs> Do not be friends <laughs> with those people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you need to tell those guys they're assholes. <laughs> Just flip them off and flip their papers over, dude. Uh, yeah, they're idiots because it was James Franco who started this one. Yeah. And then we rolled into Gary Oldman, and I'm forgetting the other guy. Yeah, he's in like the. the uh, he, he's been in a bunch. He was in the new Terminator Genesis movie. I forget exactly. But I, I like how they're getting kind of getting a new person for each movie. It's not like James Franco's in all three. They kind of have yeah. their each new character which i like actually quite a bit and make caesar the you know the main character of the movie which is i think is how it should right. be it's powerful it's working for him i love the imagery in the trailer of woody harrelson putting all the shaving cream on his head and he's shaving his head bald with a straight razor just showing the difference between apes and humans yeah i just think they're setting this thing up for just a huge huge fight and we know who wins Yep. Apes are going to win. But it's just seeing how we go out is just going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I'm looking forward to it. I've really yeah. liked the series so far. Same. First one I didn't love, but the second one I absolutely loved. I thought it was just phenomenal. Yeah. So I th- I'm hoping for good things. All right, the big one. I think this will be the movie of the summer, Dunkirk. Yeah. That, Nolan. No, no question. That'll be the big um, hit of the summer. He went PG-13. Surprised or not? You know, not really. He hasn't done an R-rated movie since he did Insomnia and Insomnia, Memento. Right? Yeah, I think Insomnia uh, came out after it. And then, yeah, I think he's been PG-13 ever since. So it's like, I guess he just wants to make sure he's going to get the money back. But, like, I was kind of disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Because I feel like a war film on this scale, Nolan, like how, I mean... We'll see how it'll play out. Maybe it doesn't need to be R the way he's telling the story, but I just feel like consistently with every war film I've seen, it's only been better because it was rated R. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, Hacksaw was unreal. Saving Private I, was unreal. I, I think that knowing Christopher Nolan, that I bet you the combat isn't the focus of the movie. I bet you. Yeah, it rarely I is. I bet you there's got to be it. There's some psychological theme or something that he's going to be kind of exploring because that's how all of his movies have been for the past 10 plus years the prestige even the batman movies the combat wasn't the focus it's very true and we'll get into that with dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <We definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes we will but that, i that, think it's actually... gonna be as close to r as as possible though yeah it's gonna be just right on the border because it has a disclaimer i think it's like intense graphic war or it's not graphic it's like it's a disclaimer i've never seen for a movie before so it's got to show everything except the blood and gore i'm guessing that's yeah. my that's my prediction yeah that's probably it and that's a good point though to think that i guess his movies really haven't up to the up, even at like inception i mean there's some action sequences there that are pretty well filmed but again those aren't really the focus that's not really the focus of the movie and I'm just I'm excited to see him finally take on like a war epic, you know, and especially a yeah. war story that hasn't really been told. I looked into it. Dunkirk has only been told like twice in movie history that I looked. There's like one in the fifties or you know, one in the thirties and then one in the fifties, I think. So it's a tale that 
is yet to really be fully explored, I think, on this scale. And it's, so an, that's it's an amazing refreshing. story, too. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's. I'm glad it's going to be put on this kind of level. You know what I mean for everyone to experience with it. So I'm I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to see what Nolan does with the of the genre of war because he's covered almost every genre at this point. He needs to make a rom com. Yeah, he does. <laughs> that would be the most stale movie ever. <laughs> They're all kind of rom coms. I mean, there's always some. There is always there. some kind of love interest in all of his movies. It's true. Yeah, Memento's basically one. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, he's got a what's her face. He kind of does, I guess. Harry Ann Moss, Trinity. Kinda, yeah. He's kind of a a love interest in that. I'm stoked to see Tom Hardy with a mask on again, though. Getting back into <laughs> foreshadowing. We need to get into Dark Knight Rises. It's, it's just we're almost the there. universe would, is pushing us that direction. That would, that would kill me if he they, <laughs> his ADR was the same voice when he's in the pilot. Yeah. Oh, in the, Batman! <laughs> when he's just talking like that while he's flying in the cockpit, It'd be, that would be so funny. Or his smaller plane gets picked up by some bigger plane, and then he gets dropped out of it, like just <laughs> randomly at the end. It's like, what the hell? Shit. Yeah, I'm excited. I, th- what do you guys think this will land for Nolan? I think this is going to land in the middle of his movies. I don't think this is going to be the best ever. I don't think this is going to be the worst ever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's been crushing it for I a just, long time. He has been crushing it. He's um, the guy. I, I mean, mean, he is the guy now. Seriously, I mean, think Prestige is awesome. Inception is One of the best awesome. movies ever. He's made one of the best superhero movies of all time. I mean, he's like... Interstellar is probably one of my favorite science fiction films. I really like yep. Interstellar. And so, I'm just like... Yeah, I mean, I just have to assume, based on his filmography, that Dunkirk's going to be one of the best war films, you know, out there. Because every genre he's tackled, he seems to have made an impression on that audience like science fiction superhero you know as well as like the, i don't yeah. even know what you would classify the prestige under i mean kind of like a thriller in a sense it's a psych yeah it's a it's a drama it's straight up a drama when you really think about it i guess it could be kind of maybe a psych, little psychological thriller i mean there's just a it's constant a they try to get into each other's heads throughout the movie and there's a tension. Those weird places. Nolan makes classic movies. His yes. movies age so well. Because I'm thinking about all the movies you just listed off. I'll be able to watch those movies in 20 years, 30 years. Oh, and they're sure. still going to look great. They're going to sound great. The acting is going to be on point. I honestly like it's it's His stuff isn't going to look dated. Well, and I believe Practical that. effects age well. That's just how it goes. That's true. Just, I mean, it's when you look at like... Like bad CGI, right? Like the original Tron. You're like that's shit, but uh, which was good at the which time, was good at the time, right? but it just doesn't age well. Is the thing, right? And so when you have practical effects like The Dark Knight, that movie's still gonna look good 20 years from now, right? Yeah, right. That's why that's really where Nolan shows up. Yeah, and that's why even like when you watch Jurassic World, like Jurassic Park looks better than Jurassic World in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's because, interesting because Spielberg is a genius and like i mean yeah there were cgi sequences in there but it's the way he uses it that it's like it's in it's incredible that a movie like that in 93 holds up in our day and age with the amount of technology we have 
And so. that dark, exciting tension in Jurassic Park is unreplicable. I like it. I don't know how you make that kind of a movie again. It it works so well. Yeah. My wife disagrees 100%. She's yelling right now. She thinks that movie <laughs> shit. But I'm like, this movie scared the shit out of me as a four-year-old. Those raptors, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Terrifying. Yeah. Still terrifying. So, yeah, right, I well, think Dunkirk. Nolan definitely has that talent, I think. And I think Dunkirk it lo- already looks like it has a lot of practical. I mean, Warner Brothers is going to fork out as much money as they can every time he's in the director's seat. I mean, all of his movies make money. They trust him. I think they gave him a big budget to work with for Dunkirk. My uh, my buddy, who's a gunsmith, huge gun guy, history uh, history buff, Brendan. Shout, shout out, shout yeah, out. that's right, <laughs> longtime listener of the pod. He's our guy. He was telling me that they actually destroyed a German airplane, a fighter plane, an actual one, so that it would look real. Like no so they way. wanted to get it that spot on. It was like a nine million dollar antique, basically that they sacrificed for the movie and people were freaking out. That is crazy. That's a, that's a big part of the budget, dude. $9 million. That's probably a wrong number, but it was a shitload of money. So I don't know. I'm excited. Dunkirk must see middle of July, uh, middle of July. Another one that's being advertised pretty heavily. Atomic Blonde, Charlie's Theron, James McAvoy, and your boy John Goodman. Tay, yes. Have you seen the trailer yes, for this one? Yes, dude. I'm interested. Um, yeah. I'm a little. I'm, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of the lesbian stuff, but it looks <laughs> what? It looks pretty badass. Dude, come on, man. Come, <laughs> come on, <laughs> Tay. 2017, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you saw Mulholland Drive. That was ahead of its time. Yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, but I. It looked like a like a female Jason Bourne, like it, it really did. Like, yep, just going around, just kicking ass. Oh, and, it's like a female John Wick, honestly. Yeah, that's what it that's reminds a, me. Like, that's a better John Wick. Yeah, that's a better description. Yeah, a little Kill Billy to me too. Well, it that's kind of the vibe. It, it's like in between. There. It had some comic like undertones from the trailer, right? Like it's not like a oh for it's sure. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. I I think it could be good. It's gonna be. Uh, intense it's gonna be a hard r from what i saw because i think i watched the red band trailer for it it's gonna be a lot Dude, i think red band trailer is great i think it's great you get a perfect glimpse into what you're actually gonna see yeah i like it in the movie i mean i think it's gonna be good it's one to watch for. yeah I, I think it'll be good and john goodman's in it so yeah, he's the man. <laughs> you and john John Goodman's in everything. Oh, dude. and James McAvoy's in it. I didn't even know that. Right, James McAvoy. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm way in. We know he's got range. Yeah, he does. Um, uh, and the last one, and this one is looking floppable. I'm hoping it's not Dark Tower. The Dark Tower. Yeah. yeah, that looks dope. It McConaughey, my boy, holding on to the McConaughey. It's over, but I'm hoping it's not. <laughs> and and Idris Elba, who Idris Elba's a boss. He is a boss. He's a good actor. I've read the. I just read the book. Um, the first one you did read uh-huh. it. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was. It was a good book. Um, but it's not. Doesn't it? Doesn't look like the movie's following it at all. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it looks like a very loose interpretation of it. But that might be a good thing because reading that book, I was kind of like, I don't know how well this would translate into a into a film. So wasn't there nine books? Yeah, there's nine. I just read the first one. It's not very long. It's like three hundred pages. So, oh, so who knows how much of the series as a whole they're drawing? So from I think for this one movie, I think this is like a like a test drive, 
And if it does well, they'll make more. Is kind of the vibe I'm I was getting from the research I did. Hmm. Yeah. Now you hear McConaughey and Idris Elba, and who do you think's the good guy and who do you think's the bad well, guy? Mc- just if you hear that two in a movie, just who who do you think of first? I mean, McConaughey sounds like the good guy. If I don't, right. if I know nothing about you know nothing about it. Anyway, yeah. Same. But it's flipped, right? And Taylor, you're gonna say it was it's flipped. Yeah, Idris Elba's the the gunslinger, the hero. Yeah, and, and McConaughey's like di- the devil, the basically. man in black. Yeah, right. Um, the li- so the, I think that's a nice twist. There's a little to kind kid. of put him in that sinister role. There's, there's a little kid who travels with uh, Idris Elba, like his character throughout the book. Yeah. That kid's gonna make or break the movie. That's my prediction. Oh, kid actors though. Yeah. Is he a teenager or a like kid? Like a kid, like 10 years old. In the movie, though, how old is he? I'm not sure. He yeah, that lo- could be a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, could be an issue. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know nothing about Dark Tower. I never heard of it. I mean, I, I guess I heard Stephen King wrote novels on it, but like I yeah, knew nothing about it. And I saw the trailer, and it looks cool. And that's, you know, I don't know too much about it. I'm I'm fine going in not knowing anything and so yeah yeah it looks good i like both elba and mcconaughey so we'll see what happens same august is kind of a shaky month for releases i feel i feel like i've seen a lot of bombs in the month of august so we'll see and that's completely anecdotal and maybe not even true so i think it is here's the whole thing that's where studios put their summer movies that aren't their front runners but they're not september or October releases either, so they just kind of mm. they kind of just die, and then you get yeah. Annabelle the creator Annabelle creation comes out in August, so look That's forward right. to that. <laughs> New Annabelle movie. Oh gosh, another Oscar nominated horror movie. I'll probably go see Not. it. I didn't see any right. of the Annabelles, so it's, they're garbage. Not scary. Oh, and, uh, Hitman's Bodyguard comes out in August. That I saw a trailer that, for that. That actually looks pretty good. Now that looks like another one that might flop. It's Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. Buddy, Ryan Reynolds buddy is cop, riding a high right now. Buddy Cop. Yeah. Could be good. I could see it flopping, but I'll probably go see it. I like both right. of them. Cool. And that was all I had really for the summer. It's yeah. a lot of, I, I actually think that's a pretty good spread. That's enough to keep me going to the theater for most of the summer, I think. Yeah, I agree. I'll be there. You'll see me there. Yeah, you'll be there. Yeah, uh, seat, you'll, you'll see me once in a while. Yeah, I'll be in there. I'll be in and out. <laughs> it's gonna be. You're just gonna have like a cot next to the the door <laughs> on the way out. You're just gonna <laughs> just sleep in the hallway. Uh, I want to see Transformers again. Really want to break it down. Want to uh, you know see if there's really any character drama with Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> or if he just screams all the time. Dude, I'll figure it out. They got this chick that looks just like Megan Fox. It's the weirdest thing. If of course you they if did. you watch the trailer, it's <laughs> so weird. Uh, weird. But I, I take it we're going to talk about Batman now, right? Well, unless you guys got any other thoughts. Well, I, wanted to no. just, I just wanted to talk about Batman Begins real quick. So, All right. Now, let me set up the, the segment. So Morris and I are big Batman fans. As you know, Morris is just a movie guy in general. I always allude to how big of a Dark Knight fan I am, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. And we've got some beef that we need to settle on the pod today. It's a it's a debate that's been needing to happen for years, I think. Yeah. So you, it's, it's gonna funny. go down. I, if you listen to every pod that I've made an appearance on, there's always like five or ten seconds where like 
one of us comments about Dark Knight Rises, and one of us is like, eh, I don't know, or like, and then you're like, uh, and then we just we avoid getting into it. We just <laughs> like, okay, well, we just can't do this now, and so we, I just said, well, let's just get a pod where we can get into it because let's just start up, let's start avoiding it. You know, let's get it out of the way so we become friends again. You know, we can stop. That's right. You know, this is a big wedge, man. Yeah, it's a huge wedge. And huge wedge. And yeah, I agree. I'm a huge Batman fan. I mean, I love obviously the, the movie, the good movies that have been portrayed of Batman. And I, I'm a big comic book guy. I've been getting all the Batman comics, so I have, and the animated series as well. And the animated movies are very, very, no, no. very key parts in the Batman universe. Right. So Taylor was ramping up. And you watch Batman Begins. Yeah, so Tay. So we've planned this for about a little under a week, and so I I have the the Dark Knight trilogy on DVDs or whatever. But I was like, you know what? It's time to upgrade to the Blu-ray pack. So I oh, uh, no. I Amazon that shit. Got the special edition trilogy pack, and uh, dude, I forgot how good of a movie Batman Begins is. Um, yeah, I got yeah. it on. It got here on Thursday. So I didn't have time to watch the other two. I was going to watch them all, but, um, but dude, it's it's the best origin story I think I've ever seen. I remember as a kid watching that, I was like, man, this movie just feels kind of slow. It takes a while. But watching it again, I'm just like, this is perfectly paced. Like just the just oh, yeah. the development. It it doesn't waste any time and show anything that's kind of like not necessary. Like it doesn't have any fluff. It just this is the story. Here's where it starts. Let's get into it. And you see the development of the character throughout the movie. And it's got these great themes, talking about revenge and justice. And, dude, they set up a great trilogy with that with that movie. So, high praise for Batman Begins. The best trilogy. You hear what I said, Morris? <laughs> trilogy. Yeah, Holds up. I don't All right. Know. <laughs> so I, how do you want to do this do you just want to bend over now or like what, what what's how's this how's this gonna go so so how about i moderate how about that so we'll, we'll do it debate style so so before before getting into it, i do i mean i so i did write an article about batfleck about the batman but who's the best Batman? why i think affleck's a good batman audacious claim i know an audacious I, claim it, it is and i recognize that but in the article, I said one thing that I'll say again here. Any of my criticism definitely comes from a place of love and respect for the trilogy. I love, like they was saying, when I rewatched this trilogy, I watched all three movies back to back to back, like in three days. And, you know, it rem I forgot how Batman Begins really is a great film. Dark Knight, obviously still the best Batman movie out there. And, yeah, but it did affirm some problems I have with Dark Knight Rises. So I do respect the trilogy as a whole. Nolan did a great job directing it. Christian Bale's a good Batman. But Dark Knight Rises is where I just, on rewatch even, even when I first saw it in theaters, I felt the same, just kind of like disappointment. I'm like, kind of what happened, you know? And so we'll get into that. But that's my kind of my intro and kind of the tone. I know I don't want to, I might maybe sound like I'm tearing the movie apart, but I do love and respect the trilogy as a whole. That's fine. Totally fair. So I, I think the best way to do this is, um, obviously Ben enjoys the dark Knight rises a lot more than 
than Bill Mo. So I think the best way to do this is for Bill Mo to uh, state his beefs with with the film, and then Ben has a chance to respond and to uh, address any beefs if he can. Which there are some that are you can't defend. So, um, so uh, Bill Mo, let's hear it. Let's hear your beefs. <laughs> Should we just get into it right now? Let's do it. Okay. I guess, if that's how it's going to go. So, let me see. Where do I start? Um, so, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises, here's my here's one of my first issues. Is Let's, t- let's talk about the character of Batman as a whole, okay, in this trilogy. The, what Dark Knight Rises does wrong, right off the bat, is we have the movie start out, and he's, like, basically retired already. He's given up. Uh-huh. And I hate that because at the end of the second one, okay, he's more he's seen more as a as a fugitive, as an enemy to the police. I get that, but all of a sudden he's done, and it, I I could understand if it's like okay, ten years have gone by, now he's kind of thrown it. No, it's like months. He hasn't fought another baddie since the Joker, and he's already thrown in the towel. And that that part already right off the bat, I'm like. I just weak. That's not Batman to me. Batman wouldn't throw in the towel after a couple of baddies and be done. Well, you know what I mean? Well, to be fair, is, okay. isn't it eight years goes by? Eight yeah. years? There's an eight-year eight eight gap between eight Dark Knight and Dark Knight gap. Rises. Because the mansion's rebuilt. Was it yeah. eight years? Yeah. Yeah, it was an eight-year gap. Where did I not... Where did I miss that then? <laughs> it's yeah. right at the beginning. It's eight years between... Man, so that was a huge gap. Yeah. So, but so then, gap. where are the other? So he just hasn't. But how long has he been out then? So, so it's unknown how long he's been out. We don't know if it's the full eight years. He hasn't done anything. If it's but that's what it sounds like. Four year. It does, and I give it. I give you that. It does seem like after the Harvey Dent incident and the end of the Dark Knight, he stopped being Batman. And the logic, and this is where you're right. This is where your beefs with the movie are completely valid. They leveraged the Harvey Dent angle to make the third movie. So he leaves, he stops being Batman, and they go, oh, Harvey Dent did so much. He gave his life for this city. That's doing his honor, passes legislation that will let cops lock up any criminal and be as completely harsh as we need to be to clean up the streets. Yeah. And because of that, the streets were clean and Batman was not needed anymore. Batman wasn't needed because there wasn't the organized crime and the Joker types on the street. Therefore, Batman isn't needed. Therefore, Bruce Wayne went into inactivity, right? Yeah. Batman went into inactivity, which is weird because they also said that, uh, Bruce Wayne is just locked up in his house and Batman's not showing up anymore. You know, yeah. like, I thought that was really poorly executed. The problem is, is that as big as the plot line with Harvey Dent was in the dark Knight, it all goes back to the Joker. The Joker is the main force that Batman's fighting. And he was that force and he was destined to be that force. And Batman as a character always needs the Joker in order to be complete, even in place in situations in Batman lore where the Joker isn't the main villain, he's always pulling strings behind. So he's making things happen. He's manipulating people. And overall, he's still Batman's biggest enemy. And because Heath Ledger died, 
I think Christian Christopher Nolan and the whole team, the whole film out of respect just was like, you know what? We're going to have to just completely redo this because they were not expecting to lose the Joker for the third movie. They said after Heath Ledger died, they didn't even know if there was going to be a third movie. And I think Nolan miscalculated using this whole angle that he created with Harvey Dent to make the movie as far as like it worked, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. And I think it just made sense to make it look like Batman was kind of out and just respect for what had happened. That's my opinion. Okay. And, and I do, I do recognize, you know, with Heath Ledger's death, I mean, they, I know they had plans for him to be in the third, like probably bigger, big plans for him to be in the third one. And so, well, they, they save him, you know, he doesn't yeah. die at the end of the second movie. Yeah. And so there's, and there's they really no explanation. Done that. Yeah. Right. right. So I, I do give that part the how the story definitely was affected with Ledger's death and how Joker could have made this film a lot better rather than making the entire city at stake um, with a bomb. You know, it could have been a little smaller. Maybe I mean, I don't know. Because as a trilogy end, you know, obviously this was his... One thing I do like about the trilogy as a whole, I like having a beginning and end story of Batman. Because in general... Batman is never ending. We're never not going right. to get Batman when it goes to the comics, when it goes to any other source material, even movies. We're going to keep getting movies. And so I respect, I like the fact that we do have a trilogy like, hey, this is a story of Batman. Take it on its own. I like that. You know, But the way that it resolves in the third one... So here's, let's go into another problem. So we kind of covered you know, that issue with Batman as a character. Just some of the plot... Dude, the plot, it, it just, it's so outrageous and outlandish to some extent because Nolan did such a good job. And I mentioned some of this in the article. Like, what Nolan did with Batman was so nice and refreshing because he grounded Batman into what could possibly be a reality of like in our world. Right. Like, he made Batman exist in our world, not in some fantasy comic book world, but like. You know, is from the gadgets he uses to his suit to the, even the villains, like everything that happens. It's like, yeah, that could probably happen in our life. And so, like, I agree. I love that Nolan did that with Begins and Dark Knight. And I feel like Dark Knight Rises definitely strays a little bit from that grounded reality that we had set in um, from the first two, because it was so cool to see that. You know, it's like James Bond with Daniel Craig. We get Bond grounded in a kind of a more of a reality with Casino Royale, you know, hitting that off. And so it's cool to see these characters in movies get kind of grounded and we can actually, I don't know, we can attach to them in a, in a more real sense. They're not in some comic book world anymore. And so, see, and I disagree. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, Sorry, so, no, what were you going to say? What do you disagree? Um, so I agree with your comment about that no one created a world where Batman was real, real, well, realistic. It maybe not realistic, but plausible. It was something we could relate to and be like, that could happen. Yeah. Not that it would or that it likely would happen, but that it possibly could happen. Yeah. Cause I agree with you. Like that's completely true. And you're saying that in dark Knight rises, they raised the stakes so much and added things that made it seem completely unrealistic to you. Yeah. I disagree on the whole, because I think that the greatest thing the greatest scenes in those movies is when uh, Bruce Wayne 
climbs out of the pit. And that is a really simple analogy of him overcoming his obstacles, but him gaining the strength, just doing all like the exercises he was doing just alone in a cell kind of just showed how grounded Batman is. And that as much as it was physically, he had to build himself up again. He also mentally had to get himself in the right mind to actually overcome his foe. And Nolan actually kind of honed in on that rather than him just focusing on like all the gadgets and all like the kind of outrageous things that you might think he could have done. He really made him build himself within and then it all kind of happened from there. The whole nukes and the field exploding and all that. Yeah, it's a little over the top. But again, I feel like it's just a casualty of Heath Ledger passing. Like it just had to, it just changed the tone of that third movie so much. I felt like they had to do more to kind of meet the spectacle that was the second one. You know, <laughs> is that right? Probably not. But I do think there's redeeming qualities in the third movie. Well, there's there's definitely redeeming qualities. I mean, there's some of the set pieces. I mean, in direction it, there's definitely some stuff to take from it. Um, but overall, disappointed. And what I, the whole thing with the pit. Here's my issue with it. That part felt so rushed and thrown in. To have, okay, let's have Bruce build it. Because that wasn't a lot of the movie. I mean, I would have liked to see that happen earlier in the movie and get more time with him in the pit. Because it feels it felt like we get cutscenes. You know, we get the plot going on with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and, you know, Commissioner Gordon and Bane and Catwoman out in the city. And then we'll get a cutscene to Christian Bale doing some push-ups, working out, you know, I gotta beat Bane, trying to make the pit. And then we cut to something else. And, like... You know, I felt like we get one exposition for ex- the explanation of who Bane is, where he came from, which is great. I guess I just would have liked to see, if you're going to have the whole pit scene and have him, you know, sink down to the ground. He has no money. He has nobody. He's alone in this pit. Let's, like, have a whole movie, like, at least half the movie of him getting out of that pit. So at the end, when he fights Bane, it's kind of that much more satisfying. I don't know. I mean, it's and maybe that would have made a really boring movie is the problem. If you have the whole movie, yeah. he's just in a pit. I, I get that. But I, I, that part kind of felt tacked on to me. And See, and I felt I felt completely different. I felt like it was the right amount. And again, like the side plots, like there might have been too many. But I felt like Joseph Gordon-Levitt was a good character. I thought he had really good chemistry with Bruce Wayne in, yeah. in that character as a whole. Like he brought some gravity to like what was going on in this the, the scale of the movie. Like it brought it back down to earth for me, which I really liked. Um, Cause here's a question for you: Did the Joker ever know it was Bruce Wayne? Did he ever know? I don't. It's never explained. I don't. I don't Tate know. Tate. I don't think so. I don't think because so. Because when he shows up to Bruce Wayne's place, you know he doesn't. He's not there for Bruce Wayne, you know, and so I. I don't know. Right. Right. Well, it's funny. Most most In, versions of the Joker don't even care. Like it doesn't even matter to him. Right. I just thought it was interesting how Joseph Gordon-Levitt figured it out. You know, I was going to bring us, that up. Really I don't get that. Like, I do not get how he all of a sudden, because when he said that, I was like, okay, maybe Commissioner Gordon knows. But then it's revealed in the end, Commissioner didn't Gordon know. didn't know until the last time he sees him get in the plane. And I'm like, wait, then how does he know? Joseph Gordon-Levitt doesn't know Bruce Wayne. Like, he met him once as a child from his orphanage. But it's like, how does he? How do you make a connection from this billionaire playboy to Batman? Like, I just I don't just, think he had enough. He saw. I mean, 
But, but like from an outsider looking in, if you're just thinking about a really observant person, someone that's not just going to look at things at face value, how hard would it be to figure out a small list of people that could be Batman? Seriously. The the, the technology he has, like they've seen his pl- The money his he has. You know that's not cheap. <laughs> so... You know, yeah. like, I'm not saying it's likely, but it's not, like, crazy. I don't think that's a crazy thing to happen. I mean, unless they had more, like, I don't, unless he was really good friends with him, you know, then, like, but it's like he barely knew Think about him. dudes. Think about dudes that just got time to think, right? All these characters that are around Batman, they they have jobs. They got shit on their plates. What's an orphan got to he do? Would, just survive. He was kind of obsessed with them, too. And he was obsessed with the Bruce Wayne and Batman, and I think it just made sense. He was, you know, and I um, and in the comics, to give it credit, he does discover who he is on his own. I just don't think the movie made me believe that even a little, because he wasn't in any of the movies. I think if Gordon Levitt had been a maybe even a small part in the other films to have him a continuing character, but just to have him in this third one, and all of a sudden he knows who Batman is. I mean, I don't know. I just felt rushed and didn't, I didn't buy it. Well, yeah, I guess it just depends on what angle you're looking at it. If, if I can throw back one of the, the best things for me with this movie and a lot of the things you're bringing up are like valid points, like just the way the plot played out and some and, of the aspects and subplots. Yeah, and I, I get their nitpicks. I mean, I understand you can no, nitpick any valid. movie you want, but yeah, I, I nitpick the shit out of things. So you're totally justified. Here's here's my pitch to you for why you should enjoy it more. Okay. okay. So think of it that way. I'm not trying to convince you that it's the best movie. Just the reason why you should watch it and like it more. The first movie revolved around fear. Scarecrow was the villain. Fear, the fear of doing things that will actually make a difference. The fear of actually challenging the things that scare you. All those themes are explored in the first movie, Batman Begins. Second movie, it revolves around chaos. And all of the feelings that revolve around when things go differently than we expect. How do we adjust? Well, how do we and, deal and with And when we're things? in positions of power and how we handle that. Right. How do you handle what is going on? And then The Dark Knight Rises revolves around pain. How do we handle pain? How, are, how is pain inflicted on us? And you look at Batman and you think about all the different ways that pain was inflicted on him throughout that movie. He loses his butler. The love of his life turns out to not want him when he was under the illusion that she was. He gets all his money taken away. His house is, you know, he's destroyed. His back is broken. He's thrown in a pit. Any other man would have quit. I'm telling you. It, under any, almost any other person would have quit under all of those circumstances. But the theme behind Batman is that his strength comes from within. And he fights through the pain to overcome the evil of the world and the symbolism in the movie of him climbing out of the pit, jumping the gap, lighting the fire, giving people hope again when there was no hope. Those themes last with Batman. That is Batman to his core. The details of the movie. You're right. There's a lot of things wrong with it, but I feel like Nolan captured what Batman's actually made of at the end of the day with that movie. And so when I watch it, it's like, these emotional highs. I get kind of bugged with, you know, some of the aspects of it, you know, the Anne Hathaway and the Tom Hardy and kind of all like that jumble with the nukes and shit. It's not, it's not the best, but Batman's character as a whole remains intact 
which is why I feel like the trilogy did what it needed to do. End of rant. Damn. I mean, I guess when you look at it from that way, honestly, it's a pretty... That's honestly a solid way to look at it. Because like you said, that's where I think when I... Being, when I look at a movie critically, it's hard to avoid so many of the details and the plot holes in this film. But the justice that it does do Batman in that sense throughout the, to end the trilogy, I actually really like that, um, to look at it that way. And so that's one, I think that's one great thing to take from it in the end as a character rather than as a film. Because like the things you right. said, like leaving the pit and then getting to the city and lighting the bridge on fire, there's just no way in hell that all happened within the time period. You know what I mean? Didn't he get out of the pit in like two days? And how does he get there? How does he plan himself in the middle of a blocked out city and then get there, have time to get gasoline, light the bridge on fire, and then... No idea. (laughs) I have no idea. You're damn right. I I wonder that all the time. I was like, did he make that trail of gas all the way up to the bridge? Where the hell was the pit? And how did he get home? that's what i mean how do you get home from there <laughs> yeah, and, I, right? and i was and i was careful to make sure because i wanted to see that okay maybe like he got out of the pit like a month before the bomb went i mean no it's like 48 no. hours so i was <laughs> oh, like no, you're totally right like what in the world and then how does he find himself in the middle of the city cleaned up right in the front of anne hathaway at the right time where she needs to be in the middle of the entire city I mean, i'm just like right. yeah i mean there's so right. many so much of that and then the whole they send every single cop in the city in a pit down in the sewers. Outrageous. Worst, worst plot device I've seen in so long. It's a, it's such a way to have all the cops, all the good guys go to one spot just to have them rescued at the right moment so they can have a battle and you know emerge from the, the subways and then battle all the other bad guys. And it was and I love how all the cops come out of that pit clean shaven. I mean, supposedly they've been out of there, been in there for like two months in those subways. It's like they're all just like, (laughs) it's like they all just went in there an hour ago and came back out and ready to fight full of energy, you know? It's a complete spectacle. And that's where I admit those, those scenes are pretty amazing how big of scale they are. Oh, they are. Like the the production design is incredible. It really is. That doesn't fall anywhere in this movie and it didn't, you know, it kept probably even raised the bar as, a, as the from the last two films as far as the production went there was no you know so no beefs with the cinematography visual effects we're good there no don't no have to defend that right no that's all okay, pretty good. solid um, um you're also, totally right though yeah the spectacle of the cops and the whole like the terrorists or whatever like crazy <sighs> but and, and, and I'm just a fanboy. I'm a fanboy. Right. So I'm um, going to be like, uh, yeah. if we can sit down and watch movies where it's just like people flying and shooting lasers and shit and like whatever, John Wick can dodge bullets. It's like, I can just turn off my brain for this little part, you know? And that's really hypocritical of me. I know it is. Well, no, but but it's just like, like I, I, I get that because that's how I feel about B, Batman v Superman. I honestly, I completely am fully aware and understand, you know, how shitty some of that movie really is with those with the plot holes and the plot in and of itself. But I'm a fanboy over that movie. I just so many so much of that in that movie was just like, yes, like this is this is for me. You know, like I know it's not a very good movie, but I I love watching it. I enjoy it. Hey, there's really nothing wrong with that. It's and that's why for me it, it makes me sad because it's like 
Dark Knight Rises is not my favorite. I mean, it's definitely going to be the third most liked of the trilogy. Yeah. Um, like, no question. No question there. I just feel bad that people can't enjoy it as much as I do. And it's just because I have this real selective way of watching it, uh, you know, because I know all these things you're saying are right, you know, yeah. like you're not, you're not wrong. Um, I just feel like the, when you look at more of the elements of the movie and like, look at the moments of it, there's some amazing emotional, emotional high moments for that. They, they can be really enjoyable. Like the end scene, it's really subtle, but when he donates his house to yeah, the orphanage, it's nice. Like to me, like that kind of makes me a little teary eyed and that's real gay, but I, I'm just like, that's, <laughs> I just think that's amazing. Like at the end of the day, he still was thinking about people like the little, the small people on the, you know, yeah. on the big scheme of things, you know, people that may not be on his top of his list. So like holding that kind of Batman, that's the Batman I want to remember. And so when you say things like Ben Affleck's the best Batman, it just it upsets me, man. And it bothers me. And to back up more of that article, it's it was clearly. I mean, it was from. It, you can't really have that a, a full on debate about that because Affleck hasn't Not had yet. his own movie, right? Um, and right. I and I mentioned that, and I understand that, but just fully from, like I guess the aesthetics of it, just like just the way he looks and the way he presents himself, I'm like that is Batman, because my my favorite Batman story of all time is The Dark Knight Returns. And I feel Ooh. like I feel like Batman or Batfleck just encapsulates that Batman from Dark Knight Returns in every way that I haven't seen any other Batman do in any movie. And so that's why I think I just latch on to that. He's just a huge brute that is willing to kind of bend his rules a little bit. He's back in it and he tears people apart. I mean, the action sequence that he has in Batman v Superman is tops it. Pretty much, and like it kind of goes back to what Taylor, what you mentioned about Nolan, you know, his his fight scenes in Dark Knight Rises are so ter are so weak. Like all of Batman's fight scenes, whether he's fighting Bane or some of the baddies on the rooftop, none of it is impressing me. It's it all feels pretty stale. Like yeah, it's it's combat. He's fighting them, but it's compared to what I watched, you know, Ben Affleck do in Batman v Superman. Like, there's nothing that wants me to watch more of Ben Affleck doing that than Christian Bale fighting. And that's just one aspect of Batman, of fighting. I understand yeah. there's a lot to, more to Batman than just his fighting. But Christian Bale's a much better detective than Ben Affleck see, from what we've got so far. But what I was thinking about, I mean, what, as far as a detective, what did he do in Dark Knight Rises? Like, I mean, he couldn't figure out Miranda Tate was in it the whole time. I mean, he... <laughs> We have to accept the fact that Batman okay. can be blindsided. He was thinking with his wiener. That's all. But even when he was all like not being Batman, he was freaking dusting for Prince immediately after Catwoman stole from him. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't missing that many beats as far as paying attention. He did miss the the Miranda Tate aspect, but I think she played it pretty well because she no, was she pretty did. much immersed. And I guess she was immersed with the good guys and had really no flaws in her approach yeah and i and i give that credit that you know it's not that batman's incapable of being duped ever um in any version and again yeah, he has to be duped you know? right and, and eventually it does go back to um you know just like i guess ben affleck not being able to have a movie do that in, and not that he couldn't have done any of that in batman v superman but like I just think once we get more of his movies, it, there would definitely be more of a debate on that aspect of Batman. Is he getting his own movie? What, Ben Affleck? Oh, yeah. 
Matt Matt oh, Reeves, he, got, he who did, canceled it, didn't he? No, he just he wasn't cancel it. He's just not doing the. He's not in the director chair anymore. Uh, Matt Reeves, who actually did Planet of the Apes, is doing the Batman movie, which I'm pretty excited about. So, what I give Ben Affleck? Suit looks great. I think his suit looks amazing. His voice changer for himself is phenomenal. Way better I than Christian Bale's voice, man. I right. even watching it, I understand it. Like, I it's a good take on it. I like, but like, it's worse in Dark Knight and better in Dark Knight Rises. If you pay attention, really, he gets the voice right in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it's I, less I pronounced. In, in, in Batman Rises. Begins, was probably one of his. Like when he first interrogates, uh, is it Falcone's guy? Um, yeah. And they're like, he just tears it up when he's yelling at him and he's dropping him by his leg with the with his grappler. Yep. Like that was money, but like the, where one are of my the drugs going? Favorite... Yeah. <laughs> where are they going underground? <laughs> <laughs> but the dialogue in Dark Knight Rises is cringeworthy at points. It true, especially between Catwoman and him, like. So many bad lines see. the Catwoman has, and my one of my least favorite parts is when she, you know, leaves while he st- he thinks that she's still there, and he's like, "Oh, so that's what it feels like." And I'm like, "Okay, like one, why are you see, still but talking I like that?" that was okay, though. But he's still using his voice when no one's around. He's not disguising ah. his voice for anyone. So it's like, why is he still talking like that? And he's all he's about, in the suit still. I'm like, who he are you stays talking in to? Character. And he's Daniel Day Lewis, bro. <laughs> he stays in character. He does not quit. Do you, so I, I, I just watched yeah. a. Uh, do you guys ever watch anything on the Wisecrack channel? No, I watched I this. I, we watched the same shit. Yeah, dude. they did a. <laughs> I I didn't have time to watch the movie, so I just wanted like a Dark Knight recap. And Wisecrack did. It was like a twenty minute video about like what went wrong with the Dark Knight Rises. And I didn't realize this the first time I watched it, but like, it's essentially the tale of two cities. Is like what it's right. based off of, which is kind of interesting. Like a, lo- a lot of yep. the lines from the movie are like directly from that book. So it's actually that's what uh, Gary Oldman's reading at the end at his funeral is oh, a tale of two okay. cities. Yeah, and it, it's the contrast. If you haven't read Tale of Two Cities, essentially it's a contrast between extremely decadent people living their rich, opulent lives, and then the absolute poor, destitute impoverished people and how you could have both phenomenons going on at the same time. Um, and that's what Nolan tried to do to obviously mixed results as we listen to Morris talk about it. Um, I just feel bad. Cause it's like, I feel like you watch the dark Knight rises the way I watch Batman versus Superman. Like you watch Batman versus Superman and you find a lot of value in it. And I watch that movie and I think it's garbage. I think it's just like really ill construed, poor placement like so many weird plots yeah and that's exactly how you feel about dark knight rises you know like i don't know what to tell you like i mean that's the thing just, this, this debate I don't, it's not necessarily trying to convince one or the other right to, yeah. to leave your opinion i mean you can't yeah you really there's no way you can convince really someone to like a movie if you exactly. already don't like it i mean i like you can let people see it in new light like i like the way that you know you view it and seeing the whole character arc of Batman as a whole, even disregarding the, the the minute details and plot holes and the problems with the movie, at least the character doesn't suffer in the end. You know, I guess, I guess as yeah. a whole. That's basically what I, I drew off from it at the end of the day. And I was going to ask you, and obviously like this doesn't fit with what you were just saying, but the concept of Nolan and Bale getting back together down the road 
and doing a Batman revamp. Obviously, Ben Affleck would be your guy to do the Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah. Is there any? Is there any any way you could see Nolan going back to Bale? I don't think it would ever happen. I don't think it would either. And even Christian Bale said he wouldn't go back to Batman unless Nolan would do it. Like I think he was even offered and to do the Batman v Superman, but because Nolan wasn't doing it, he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Which I think was probably smart. Yeah, it was smart, and it was a good move. I I think we after his trilogy. It's like, no, we don't want to get have him be in some extended universe that, you know, that we don't want to think that it ties into Nolan's, you know, trilogy. Right. And I think that's smart for him to just do his own thing. And again, like, I like that. I like it's a complete separate story, a Batman story. It's almost like that's like a graphic novel that you picked up completely separate sure. from the normal comic book run. You know, that's I mean, like Dark Knight yep. Returns is it's a completely separate spinoff of a Batman story as opposed to what, you know, the continuing comics are doing. And so, and we can like all of them. Like exactly. I'm hoping Ben Affleck comes back and makes a great Batman movie. Oh, it'd be I great. hope I, I enjoy the hell out of it. I feel like the Superman, I just don't like Superman. So it'll be nice to have a movie where Superman's not attached to it. And it's not uh Henry Cavill playing him. It's just the character I think is boring. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. And J.K. Simmons work. coming back as Commissioner Gordon, that should be sick. It's cool. I love J.K. Simmons, dude. Dude, he's got jacked for that role, too. Yeah, he the did. It's already had its day with that. I know. I don't know. So, I, I mean, yeah, I guess wrapping up, uh, if we want to wrap, if you have anything else more to really add on it. But um, I guess like what we came down to is I, my more of my problems with it come down to just the, the movie in and of itself. Not as far as like, oh, it gets Batman completely wrong. I mean, it, besides the fact that he throws in the towel at the end as well, um, you know, he leaves his whole, he convinces everyone that he kills himself, that he sacrifices himself, which one of two things, you could do that one of two ways. I kind of would have, it, it, I think it would have had more of an impact if he actually did kill himself and sacrifice himself the city <laughs> he just jumps out he's like you know what F it I mean, it's, like, it's just more of a, the statement's obviously that much stronger if he actually because like what's funny is like is someone gonna see him like if he's still alive I mean he's a billionaire he's gotta be a well known dude someone's gotta snap a picture of him and be like hey Bruce Wayne's still alive like probably gonna get out at some point that's why he goes to Europe bro he's roaming the streets brah he's with Catwoman now brah yeah. Nobody would hang out with Anne Hathaway. Come on now. <laughs> oh, sorry. And this is honestly probably my last big problem with it. Or like, just Put one thing. There. I just hated it. How <laughs> Joseph Gordon's Levitt name is Robin? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that just bugged me so bad that he couldn't be named Dick Grayson or Jason Todd. Like, your name is Robin? Like, that's your actual name? It's almost like Nolan didn't want the non-Batman fans to get that like, oh, that was supposed to be Robin. But it's like, no, you have to deliberately call him Robin so that everyone knows like, oh, that's going to be Robin. Or like, that's really, that's, you know, that's Robin. But it's like, I just thought that was such a stupid cop-out and a stupid, and actually name him Robin was just so much of a stretch to me. I'm just like, you got to be kidding. Like, I, I guess that's that's fair. I don't know how it's a cop out of anything. Well, just like, I get it's a little on well, the nose. It's a little on the nose, like so obvious, like, oh, Robin, really? I think uh, I, I think get... he didn't he didn't know how to like incorporate it from the comics. I think and make it 
flow with the rest of his story. So he probably just avoided it because then people would be like, which, which Batman is it? You know, because there's different versions of Batman. And then, so he probably just didn't want to deal with that. That's what I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I get even get like a mixture of a name. I mean, you don't have to have the origin of, it. oh, that Dick Grayson wasn't a cop. You know, it could have been Jason Todd or I can't remember the other. Tim there's Drake. Like three Robins. Tim Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Drake, and so yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I just thought that was that was lame. It's like we all the real comic book fans are like Batman fans in general would have known if you would have just mentioned one of his names or even a, a variation. He could have named him Jason Grayson, you know, Jason Drake or something Jason like <laughs> Graymon Green. That probably would have been worse, actually. Jason Grayson. <laughs> Jason Grayson. Jason Grayson, come get your bag. You're now Batman. Dick Drake. Uh... Dick Drake. Dick Drake? I think the Robin thing, it's just like some people didn't know what that was. Like 30% of the people didn't know what that was. Somebody else was like, oh, the other like 60% are going, well, that's okay. I guess that's what that is. And the other 10% are you just like, that's bullshit. Why'd you do that, yeah, Nolan? Well, just you like, asshole. just tacked on. She's like, oh, you should use your real name. Robin. I'm just like, okay. Like, but it was. <laughs> It wasn't like he he learned like who he was and he was like like Bruce Wayne learned who it was like oh your name's Robin you know like and then the movie went on it was at the end it was like an Easter egg in my opinion no it like was a blue it egg. was just a two on the like nose a blue... Easter egg like here's the thing like what Zack Snyder did with with BBS is like the whole nightmare where Flash comes back and visits him none of that had to be explained because I think and it it caused problems with people that aren't fans. The people that are fans knew. It's like, yeah, okay, we know what that is. We know that's how that you know might play into the story. But like, I don't know. I just felt like as an Easter egg or anything that was just like, do we have to call him Robin? Like, or he could have even just been his own character. Like, I just thought it was just lame that I don't yeah, know. I I don't know. I just didn't find the like the beef with it. It was a neutral thing for me. I was like, okay. Like, and then he just, and and he's like the, and he's the guy that's there in case some shit goes down again. Like he, he, he was Batman's accomplice or like heir apparent. Yeah. Right. That was all it came down to. He was vetted. Batman realized how good he was. He had good intentions and he was willing to do the tough things. And Robin, it's like, whatever. It was like one line from a lady that we never will know or see in a movie again. Yeah. So if, if Vin Diesel would have showed up and looked him in the eye and been like your family, Robin, <laughs> and he went. I would be like, "That's bullshit, <laughs> bullshit." Or if Lucius, if Lucius, if Morgan Freeman would have called him and said that, like that would have been too much. The fact it was just that lady, I'm like, eh, pass. In closing, for me, just so it can rest, just watch this movie. I think it keeps Batman's character intact as a whole. I thought it was it was well executed the whole thing. And the real tragedy is that Joker or Heath Ledger had to die. Yeah. Um. And we didn't get the trilogy we would have gotten if he would have survived. Let's just let's just take a moment of silence for Heath Ledger for a minute. All right, good. That's good. <laughs> We're good. And, and post op, Taylor can make this like twenty minutes long. Yeah, just make it extend that for like it's ten just minutes. So long, because really, that's where it comes down to. Yeah. They had a story that revolved around his character. That's true. I mean. He was the real foil that made Batman the great character he was at the end of the day. Um, it sucks. It sucks. But there are good moments in Dark Knight Rises. 
Um, now that Morris has pointed out all the bullshit, no one's going to be able to watch this movie without thinking everything he told them. But <laughs> if they hadn't seen, you know it what? Already. Try, yeah. just try, well, also, uh, guys. Chris, or, uh, Christian Bale has a mole around his nose. Uh, look for it the next time you watch The Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. You won't be able to uh, watch it without thinking about it from now on. Yeah. I actually don't notice, e- even knowing that. I just don't noticed. see anything wrong with these movies. I am complete fanboy over <laughs> here, guys. I have the collector's edition. Yeah, I got I, the whole I like the, 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 the gift specials. box set or whatever. I just found it on eBay. So it's cool. And we always have The Dark Knight. Could be one of the be- best movies ever made. Period. Superhero or not. I might go watch it right now, actually. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's a well, great film. Do we are we good now, Morris? Yeah, I think I think we, I think we've we, cleared the air. At least we're not just gonna like mention it in passing and not know how each right. other feel about it. I think we've cleared the air. We're good on it, so You squash and some beef. You, yep. We squashed our beef. The slate is clean. We're good. Uh, I can't wait to talk about more Batman shit, and I will hold Ben Affleck's feet to the fire, dude. You yeah. be ready. Justice League looks I'll bring good. bring it back. The latest trailer of Justice League still had me even more excited than the first one, dude. I was I was in until I saw Amy Adams in the trailer. I'm yeah, like, that hurts why the bit. hell is Lois Lane Stings. in the trailer? Who cares? Well, oh, Superman's going to be in it, so of course she's going to be of in course. it. Of course. I love how everybody's like, oh, Superman's dead? How are they going to make a Justice League without <laughs> Superman? I was like, you guys, really? Don't really? be friends with these people. I'm telling you. <laughs> I just, I block them. I <laughs> mute them. Whatever you got to do, man. Kill them. I don't, no, don't kill anybody. If you haven't seen Fargo, go watch Fargo. The show's amazing. Yeah, it is good. Morris, have you seen Fargo? Only the first season. I still yet, I know the second season recently was put on Hulu, so I need to check that one out. Yeah, the first one to was, the party, in, was, so. was incredible. Joe, another pod contributor, obviously, and Taylor. Oh, yeah. I heard that. Hearts. I heard that episode. So, the hype is real. And have you heard Joe's idea? Morris, he wants to do a guest-only podcast on John Pod. I'd be in for that. So just like, so me, Joe, and whoever else you have on here, maybe yeah, T-Car. Uh, maybe Tyler, T-Car could show up. You guys just run it and just see what happens. You can talk shit on us. It'd be fun. <laughs> And, and Taylor will still edit it for Wait, you. Wait, that's where... <laughs> <laughs> that's the rub, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be dope. Uh, Taylor, I'd be any... down to do something like that sometime. All right, well, we'll keep you in the loop, dude. Um, we'll have to get back to our trailers pod. Or, like, we want to talk more about trailers. We'll talk about that in another pod. Um, yeah, well, we're like an hour and a half in now, at least. Yeah, we're deep. We're deep. <laughs> but we'll... Uh, We'll we'll really break down some good examples and give some people some links to watch of some of our best examples, some of our worst examples. Tay, any parting thoughts for us before we head no, out? I'm I'm glad you guys resolved your differences. Um, the Dark Knight trilogy is still better than ninety five percent of all superhero movies, even Dark Knight Rises. I think Dark Knight just set it to such a high standard that um, the fact it wasn't just amazing. Uh, kind of hurt it, even though it's by no means a bad movie. So that's that's my uh, ending remarks. And go Cleveland! Hopefully you win on Monday. Boom, Morris. Thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, man. I also I need to point out I I I called Casey Affleck winning Best Actor back in the day. I was so happy to see he him did. win Manchester. It just did me did me good. Just watched that movie like a few weeks ago. Dude, when, I saw. I watched Amazon it on the Prime. plane again, dude. It it gets me every time, man. 
It's a great movie. It really is. Great movie. Good call. He did he did an amazing job. He really he earned did. It. He he blows me away in that movie. He's great. Uh you plug in anything? Um, no, the our site, the in the mood for film.net, it's still up. I haven't really had too much new material. We did an Easter article, my brother and I. We watched I watched that Risen movie that came out like last year. Um Okay. Guy that is hired to find Christ's body, which was pretty interesting. Uh, but no, we haven't put out any new material since then. We've been trying to think of some stuff we want to write about. Um, but yeah, our articles are still up there. Check out the the Batman Ben Affleck article. Take what you will with that. Um, it's just a quick thought, you know, a think piece on it. But uh, yeah, that right. site's still up. Um, no, that's as much as I'll plug, I guess. Right on. Well, guys, thanks. This has been fun for me. Some would say therapeutic. Yep. Glad to get these beefs out in the air. Me as well. Go watch a Batman movie, people. You'll enjoy it. I promise. Even Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Everybody. I I would say Dark Knight Returns, the animated movie. That's the movie you need to watch in in order to get where I'm coming from with Batman. I mean, it's incredible. That thing's a two-parter. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of of good in that. I mean, read the comic book for sure, but the movie, they they adapt that, like, I swear, page for page from the comic book. It's extremely well done. I love it. I'm going to rewatch it on that that note. I need to watch it again. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Go watch some movies. Hit us up on Twitter, John Pod. You'll see us out there. We're commenting on shit, so come at us. Criticize us. Uh, good luck, Katy Perry. You got a freaking punch to the nose. Let's see if you can respond. <laughs> Your album wasn't good from what I've listened to, but I'm still pulling for you. Let's not let T-Swift win, okay? <laughs> all right, everybody. Be safe out there. We'll talk to you all later. All right, see We're ya. out.